0: But I think the main thing is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball, it's in the same nine by nine court and the rules are the same. So we, uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, it's,
1: it's, yeah, yeah, it's on the back the you did, you did A little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net, you need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. That's it ladies and gentlemen, volleyball is volleyball and welcome to the 81 square meters of the best volleyball on the internet. The nine by nine, and guys, we've been through two months of just fantastic volleyball, and it all has come close to this to now, as Serbia has repeated as women's world champions. Congratulations to Tiana Boskovic and co as they repeat, repeated with a clean three nothing win. Over Brazil in the finals. My name is Everett DeLorme, joined as always by my friendly neighbor to the south, South Mister Rob Saint Clair. Rob, how you doing? We won't talk about the Packers tonight. Let's just <laughs> jump. Let's just jump right in um, to what was a phenomenal end to the Women's World Championships uh, here in, in in 2022 with Serbia. Absolutely perfect run. They remain undefeated throughout the entirety of the tournament and repeat as world
0: champions. And the new number one team in the world on the women's side. That uh, We've talked about the rankings a lot this summer. They are what they are, but a uh, little icing on the cake there for the Serbians. But yeah, the repeat is the obvious storyline. It was a perfect, perfect run for Serbia from start to finish. Uh, they played the cleanest, most consistent volleyball in the world the entire tournament. It was funny that they, they laid, randomly dropped two sets in pools to Bulgaria, and that was kind of the furthest they were pushed the entire tournament other than uh the poland match uh in in the round of eight which was incredible once they got past that sir it was clearly serbia's tournament to lose they took every elite other team that stood in their way and they made them largely look invisible it was crazy the way that they were able to play their style of game and bend every other team in the world to the way that Serbia wanted to play and not vice versa in any one of those matchups. The only, the only one close was Poland. Honestly, Poland was the only other team that was close to having the firepower to match up with Serbia. And because Serbia didn't end up having to go through Italy at any point, because as we'll talk about Italy lost in the semifinal to Brazil, Serbia never really came across anybody that could even remotely come close to what Tiana Boscovich gave them. And the obvious best player in the tournament, uh, back-to-back MVP, Tiana Boscovich was was simply incredible. Her tournament mm-hmm. numbers are just Absolutely. on another level. Without, uh, without
1: a doubt. I mean, to, I mean to, to me, it was Tiana Boscovich reminding us who's the boss. Like, oh, yeah. tru- truly. And I mean, how, like, she's kind of, like, felt like since that 2018 World Championship, she's kind of fallen behind behind a who's dominated on the professional level. The past few seasons winning, you know, the champions league, making runs to the champions league finals, the world club finals. Right. They didn't, you know, do as well at the Olympics as, as, as they had hoped. Um, And this to me was Tiana Boscovich going out there being like, guys, I'm still the best opposite in the world, at least in, in my mind. And, I can't really doubt that. I mean, before this tournament, I would have told you that Ogonu was head over heels above better better than Boscovich, but Boscovich was absolutely sensational throughout throughout this entire the entirety of the tournament. And, I mean, an obvious MVP nod for Boscovich oh, yeah. uh, this Slamp. time around.
0: Yeah, if if you're looking at just this tournament, it's clear who the best player in the world was for just this tournament, and it's Tiana Boscovich. And I think this is a conversation that we might need to have uh, about is it as clear as maybe we thought that Paola Egonu is the best player in the world on the women's side? Does is does Tiana Boscovich have a, have a legitimate argument in, in that case? And if you're talking about putting a team on your back and winning a world championship, uh, Tiana Boscovich for this tournament, again, is the best player in the world. I mean, listen to these numbers. This is for the whole tournament, all right? 219 kills for the tournament on 55% kill percentage. That is absolutely otherworldly. And let me calculate her efficiency really quick because it's just as good. Uh, 394. 431. Oh my God! Four thirty-one efficiency. That's that's, that's a ridiculous insane. efficiency, when considering we were... how,
1: especially considering how many matches we've played here. That's <laughs> ridiculous. We, th- um, we
0: we we talked about it on the last show, and I think her efficiency wow. on the tournament at that point was like four twenty-four. Then it just got better. She hit four thirty-one on the tournament. Four thirty-one. That, that is, is absolutely insane. Plus thirteen blocks, eight aces. It is truly and like clearly the best performance of any player in the world at this tournament. And you could argue one of the best world championship performances ever in history. Yeah. A hundred percent through and through like,
1: that no point did she really waver. At no point, like, was she even off for any matches? Like, that's I think she, like, she sat me.
0: one, maybe two matches in pools, which was a smart move because, again, yeah. this is a marathon, not a sprint tournament. And, and Serbia she, wins the marathon. She
1: sat against Kazakhstan and she sat against Thailand. She only has one point against Thailand, right? Look, well, that makes other, a lot other of than sense. That, yeah. Other than that, she was putting up 20 point performances consistently. Only twice did she have under 20 points, right? and p- p- past that 2. Po- twice you went over 30 points like absolutely dominant and you could just tell that she was in like you know when when, like kobe would get into that mode or like lebron would get into that mode or god forbid tom Brady tom brady would get into that mode (laughs) tiana boscovich gets into that mode where it's just like it's go time like you could see it in the rise and she was just absolutely dynamic like and like no more so than at the end of the tournament like there was no question in her mind on uh yesterday on on saturday that who was who was going to win to that match
0: So let's talk about that gold medal match. Serbia sweeps Brazil uh, cleanly, very cleanly. 26-24, 25-22, 25-17 in the third. It was never even in question towards the end of that third set. Serbia forced Brazil into making a couple changes. Uh, so, I mean, we've, we've been talking about Brazil's outside hitter position throughout the tournament. Uh, obviously, Gabi Guimar is one of the best players in the world, uh, deserved not in the dream team, but next to her has been kind of a revolving door. Uh, Rosa Maria Montebella has been getting the starts lately. She was huge in the win against Italy, but they ended up benching her and Macris, starting setter in the third set. Uh, They bring in Tainara on the left side, which I hadn't seen up to this point. And I mean, I I respect that. You're just trying to find some answers. They couldn't find any answers. Uh, Serbia was the better team. Serbia's attacking numbers 52% kills as a team. 52% kills as a team. And this is just on another level. And this is getting outpassed by Brazil pretty significantly a 32% perfect passing positive passing only for Serbia is not great compared to Brazil's 47% but Tiana Boscovic 24 for 42 with only seven errors 57% kills there's just nothing you can do against that And there's a quick comment in the chat did Brazil choke no Brazil didn't choke at all. Brazil beating Italy was a massive bonus. But I Silver... think they emptied the tank against Italy. I, I the... think they did. I think they did too. And there was just nothing that they could do to slow Serbia and Tiana Boscovic down. Yeah, they just didn't they
1: just didn't have the firepower. They had the, the strategy against Italy, um, but for some reason that just wasn't there to the same level. Uh, against uh, against Serbia in this one, and I don't know if like Boskovic is just at such another level. I do think that with you know Dusa and the way that Dunderich runs that offense, you got Stefanovic on the middle. That I I think Serbia has a little bit more to offer all around than. and Italy does. And maybe they, maybe they don't have the big names elsewhere, but everyone kind of does, does their jobs. And I mean, really hats off to Dirtsa here for the way she set this tournament. I mean, we were talking about how there's no Maya Odinjanovic in, in this tournament. How will, that, is that going to affect Serbia? Like I, I d- didn't have as much confidence when I found out that she wasn't going to be on this roster, but uh, there was no problem whatsoever. She pick, picked this up, this team up and ran and led them to an absolutely perfect performance.
0: Yeah, well-deserved nod on the all-tournament team for her as well. Uh, let's check out the Dream Team really quick, then we can break down the gold medal match a little bit more. So obviously you've got the MVP, Tiana Boscovich, uh, and also the best opposite, the best outside hitters, uh, Gabi from Brazil, slam dunk, no question there, and Miriam Silla from Italy. I was kind of interested in that pick. Uh, the middle blockers were Anna Danesi of Italy and Anna Carolina da Silva from Brazil. Um, well, we can talk about that in a second. Uh, Dertsha, the setter, uh, Boyana Dertsha was brilliant, and Teodora Pusic of Serbia at Libero. Uh, so I think the the main snub that people were talking about was Jovana Stavanovic, the Serbian, the Serbian middle blocker. Here's her stat line in the final. Five for 11 attacking, four blocks and two aces. For 11 points and the second highest scorer on the team. I mean, what more could you want a middle to do? And uh, in the match, in, in every match that I saw Serbia play, they their break points came from two places. It was either. Boscovich out of system attacking in transition or straight up Stevanovich stuff blocking people. Not only were her block numbers excellent, the timing and the, the situations where she was stuff blocking people, especially one-on-one against middles. I was really impressed. Uh, I thought she had, she had the, the second best tournament of any middle, other than Anna Carlina Da Silva. So, uh, I mean, and I have, have all the respect in the world for Anna Dinesi. I think she's awesome. But getting two Italians, two bronze medalists in there was a little weird. And uh, leaving Stavanovich off, I thought, was a miss. But other than that, I think they 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 got this one pretty close to correct, dream team-wise. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, it, it wasn't as uh, grievously bad as uh, as the, uh, the men's The men's, the men's was rough. Yeah, but 100%. Stavanovich is the only one. I mean, going back to, to, to scoring, like this this wasn't just in the, in the – this in the final where she was kind of consistently the second uh, score this was throughout the tournament right she finished third in scoring overall for Serbia throughout the tournament but only two or three like three or four points behind uh behind Dusa on the left side right so I think Dusa scored 97 or 96 and, and she, she she scored 93 so really not that not that far and she also finished sixth in blocks overall in the tournament with 33 but that's Kind of a, a lot because I I we don't have the numbers of sets she's played compared to the other blockers, which is wh- where you where that'd be important. That block to block yeah, to set ratio set, right. blocks per set would 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 be imp- important here. But I have to assume, given the fact that they lost like what like two like. Th- Three, maybe four sets throughout the the entirety of the tournament. That Serbian played, played five sets. Uh, yeah, quite a few crazy. less less, quite a bit less volleyball than any other team out there. I mean, if you look at on Car- a Carol, uh, Carolina out there, like they played five uh, in the quarterfinal. They played four uh, in the semifinal and got you know three dinged in the, in the final. But <laughs> just a lot more volleyball for for some of these
0: these other athletes, right? So looking back towards the final, I mean, there's a point that I've been I've been talking about with with this Serbian team and with Tiana Boskovic in the last year or so, and I've said that last year in the Olympics when the United States beat Serbia in the semifinal, I thought that the defensive job that Karch Kiraly and the United States did against Boskovic was world class and was going to set some kind of blueprint on how to defend against her. Boskovic came back after that VNL where she sat out. Serbia got bronze anyway. She came back, and her offensive skill set, I dare say, was head and shoulders better than it even was this time last year. I was most impressed with her line range because what Karch did against her was was basically take the line away and force her to hit deep cross court all the time, which is her favorite shot, but the U.S. tried to touch a bunch of balls and rotate their position six defender over. That is not what teams were doing in this tournament nearly as much. A lot of teams were trying to block her favorite shot leave the line very, very open. And especially early in the matches against both the U.S. and the semis and Brazil in the finals, Boscovich saw any amount of line and was hammering it early, which is exact, to, exactly what you want to do. Take the shot that they're giving you that even if it's not your favorite shot and prove to other teams that you can hit that shot, make them take it away from you so that down the stretch you can bang hard cross like you love to do. Uh, to me, to,
1: to me it, it looks like she's changed her approach angle a little bit.
0: Yeah, right. I like see for,
1: for, she was always kind of an outside and outside in and be able to hit that that high cross court. But she looks like she's coming on it a little bit more directly. So she has that that line shot down down the line. I wonder if that adjustment by Karch at the Olympics in, in Tokyo made, 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 made her make made that adjustment
0: because she was teeing off down the line at this turn. Oh, yeah, and it, it, was, it was beautiful to watch. And her contact point is so high. That, so high. And she hits the ball so darn hard that it doesn't even matter if you set up well against her most of the time because she'll either break all your fingers as a blocker or light you up as a defender even if you are in the right spot that it's tough to pop those balls up in the air. Like, that's just, you, you, there's only so much you can do against pure raw size and power and when you combine that with range and control you produce something that kind of looks like the best player in the world and on top of that
1: as Andrew just pointed out in the chat she's only 25 (laughs) and and like that's even scary that she's the oldest of this fantastic generation that that we have coming up women's volleyball is about to get super scary and super good and like this is this
0: is just the beginning of it yeah, Boskovic 25, Egonu, Hock, Stisiak, Karakurts, all younger than that, <laughs> all like budding superstars that we're going to be watching for the next 10 years. It's unbelievable. Uh, I, I do want to give a handful of shout-outs to the rest of this Serbian team because they really 100%. do deserve it. This was obviously most of the point scoring came from Boscovich, but it, that, wasn't, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't win you a world championship by itself. There's a lot of other characters. We gave Dyrtja a lot of credit. I thought she set a great offense. I thought her setter dump was a factor in a lot of points, uh, three for three on it in the finals. And then both outside hitters, uh, Busha and Lozo, who ended up starting down the stretch, did a great job. I mean, Lozo six for 16 in the finals, uh, Busha eight for 17 in the finals, and very minimal errors. It's exactly what you want out of those two players, plus good backcourt defense and good enough reception. And then uh, Teodora Pusic gets a lot of credit as well, uh, her passing numbers weren't quite as good in the finals there, they were, uh, but they were avoiding her a little bit more. I thought she was great all tournament, and uh, also Daniele Santarelli, the, the, Their coach takes over the reins after the Olympics last year, and in his first major – well, he, he takes a team without his best player to bronze at VNL, and then he wins a world championship his first year out. Uh, what a year he's had with all of Caneliano's success as well.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think there's two things I, I want to touch on here. First and foremost, I think Serbia's depth – really really help them through through the tournament like yep, if you look absolutely. at Mihailovic who who scored you know 84 points through, throughout the entirety like if, if you look at this how the points are divided throughout the tournament for this Serbian team they got a lot of different players in and that i think that really paid dividends for them throughout the, the longevity, longevity of the longevity of the tournament other than Boskovic who was essentially iron woman but just playing all of the all of the minutes that that she did you know Alexis got there, got in there, and, and played uh, important minutes. Mihailovich, as as we talked about, um, just really spreading around the offense. But also, how important do you think it was for Boscovich not to be on that VNL team for two reasons? First and foremost, you have players like Dusa who need to step up, who 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 need to play, who need to kind of put that team on on their back. But secondary, you allow Tiana Boskovic to go and rest to do some load management, if Something you will. Something that, we, uh, you that know. we do not have in volleyball. Absolutely, home. right? Like yeah. she gets she gets a little bit of time off. She gets to rest a little bit, hang out with her family, see some friends, maybe, you know, take a nice vacation and just go tee off when the world championships start. Like I think the FIVB really needs to look at this and being like, look, we had our best performance from our best athlete who didn't participate in the VNL. What happens if we did that for all of our athletes? You know, just, just the thought.
0: Imagine that we've said it many times on this show that we're very much with the players in the discussion of how much volleyball is played year round. It is far too much, and sure enough, if you, if if one player who happens to be one of the best players in the world has a more reasonable calendar, it produces much better volleyball in, a, in the biggest tournament. So, yeah, who knew? Uh, again, huge congratulations to Serbia their their second world championship in a row, and. I don't see any reason why they're not going to be a factor in four years. It's going to be similarly scary at the top of the world of women's volleyball. And I mean, now the the, the top dog has shifted. Uh, it was the United States last year. I thought they were set up to make a serious run at the top for a very long time. And right now it's Serbia without question.
1: I mean, I think, I think yeah, in, in four years, but definitely in two right? Oh, if yeah. you're looking at Paris, you're looking at, at, at 2024. I think that they're looking back at their Tokyo experience and thinking that they, maybe they left a little bit on the table. I think this performance at, the, at this World Championships really proves that a little bit. And now now the the next step is is to Paris, right? And I mean, if we want to switch to the the the, 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 the next match, the bronze medal match, both of these teams are going to be looking at Paris. And I think one team is looking at it as, as the def- Defending champions, and the other team is looking at it as being like, "Hey, this is ours now." Like we didn't get it done at the World Championships, we need to get it done at the at the Olympics because I think that's Italy, it. yeah, it, Italy walked all over the USA in uh, in in the bronze medal match, and I not for even one close, not I, even I, close. I, I for one am like a little worried about this USA team, right? I I, I won't lie. I think they may have gotten a little lucky the fact that the tournament didn't cross over and if it had crossed over it might have been an earlier exit for them.
0: This this United States performance was a kind of about what I expected to be honest. I don't think this team with that particular roster had they they could have gotten a great draw and maybe grabbed a medal, uh but they they're not as good straight up as Italy or serbia and i think with brazil uh, they're, they're stylistically similar enough that it would have been a toss-up and we didn't see him in the bracket the there's a level of execution on this united states team that's just not there it's not it's not really there it starts with the outside hitter position i think is the clear difference between that and this this tournament and last year's olympic uh, gold medal performance the the ball control the the obviously uh, the offensive numbers from the left side were not quite there. I'm more interested in like when Karch sets up a system, which he's you could argue he's the best in the world at doing this. He brought a, a team of A minus level talent and took them to Olympic gold last year, and they were never touched because of outstanding system play. I, I worry about this the, this slightly younger group of American players if they have the the execution level to execute karch's systems like the the way that we defended against boscovich in the olympics last year versus how we absolutely let her and then agonu in the bronze medal match slaughter us in two matches down the stretch with medals on the line the the level of execution obviously making plays but even just being in the right spots to to execute game plans was not there at the elite level in this tournament like i have seen it uh, with American teams in the past, like namely last year at the Olympics. So that's the drop-off that I'm a little bit worried about. The the execution level of individual players is going to continue to improve. Like I think that Kelsey Robinson and Allie Franti and a bunch of the other outside hitters as they continue to get touches and national team and pro will become individually better players. But I don't know how much more they can like learn how to do their jobs or be in the right spots or like understand situations that just kind of is what it is when you're a player and you understand that stuff. So that's why I'm I'm kind of disappointed in that about the United States, but I'm not really disappointed in the, in the, in the finish fourth place is okay. And uh, especially with Italy, when they lost a little bit earlier than they expected and they felt like they had unfinished business, uh, they came out and proved it in the bronze medal match were clearly the better team from first serve. 100%. One, do you think you would have had a
1: better shot if, Italy had won the match in Brazil, it would have been Brazil, USA in the, in the bronze medal
0: match. Definitely. We matched up way better against Brazil. We're a lot more similar. Uh, I think we would have an easier time um, understanding Brazil's offense and maybe trying to take Gabi out of the game versus taking Paolo Egonu out of the game, which we were not at all able to do. Uh, Egonu in the bronze medal match, 20 for 38, only three errors. And that's kind of been the big thing for Italy this tournament. And for, I mean, anybody who's been critical of Agonu at any point throughout her career has said that she makes too many errors. And when she does not make any errors, uh, Italy wins straight up. And I think that's what very simply happened in the bronze medal game. I mean, only three errors plus four stuff blocks in an ACE that's going to win you a lot of matches. Uh, yeah. I think the, Uni- I think the U S would have matched up better against Brazil. I think we've seen that go mostly our way uh, throughout recent history. Uh, but I think that Italy deserved a medal in this tournament more than the United States did.
1: Fair enough. Now, now, secondly, if I look at this USA team, it's I see that it's missing two things. And now, traditionally, it's, it's missing, and and most recently, it's missing this first thing, and that's that one player, that one Tiana Boscovich, Palo Agonu, you know, Isabel Hawk, if you will, level of player that's just going to put the ball down, ball down, and a go and a go to athlete, right? I can't remember the last time the USA had a player like that, kind of on on the wings. But what this USA team misses more from this year than then than last year yes i 100% think that the execution is a big part of it but they just don't have that that character and that leader that's going to going to bring them through it. The only person that I really see show any emotion and and any type of character and and leadership qualities on the sideline and in timeouts is Haley Washington. Like she's talking and she's positive. She's she's trying to get them going. But otherwise, like there was there was a moment in 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 um I I'm pretty sure it was in the semifinal or, or the bronze medal match, I can't really remember. Um where there was a timeout and there was a really lazy, discombobulated, you know, one 2 USA and, and Washington had to get them together. and was like, no, we're going to do this together. We're going to do this loud. Like it was almost like club volleyball level of type of discombobulation on that team. And I'm really thinking that they're missing someone like the gov, like a Jordan Larson to really bring this team together and, and lead this team, because I, I don't I don't see it right now
0: yeah I don't see it either. I think Haley Washington and maybe Justine Longerontes are the two players that have shown a little bit of leadership this year, but 100%. it's not it's not there in the same way that Jordan Larson, for example, brought it last We're year and, michelle barch hackley or and or barch like the, that that experience we got a, a great point in the chat that. Sheer unflinching determination of Larson and Barch hard to replace. Couldn't agree more. Uh, and then, I mean, it's it's also important to point out that in the bronze medal match, the U.S. didn't really play the same lineup that we'd been playing for most of the tournament. I mean, Kara Bajama and who was the other starting outside hitter? Uh, Sarah Parsons played a, played big minutes. Uh, Lauren Carlini set the entire match. Um, yeah, there, there was we didn't see I didn't see Jordan Poulter at all didn 't see Ali Franti at all in the bronze medal match So a little bit of moving parts. Uh, people had been asking for Carlini to play more, and I think that there man there were some under set balls and poorly located balls in that bronze medal match that I think uh, will silence a couple of those those particular voices i mean i I think it's also tough to come in and having not
1: started throughout the entirety of the tournament pretty much then you finally get started in in the bronze medal match maybe there's not rust but maybe you just don't have that groove going maybe you're just over a little over eager uh, I would have liked to see, like maybe, you know, maybe you give her a little bit more time. You had nine matches in the, in pre pool play, you know, like
0: could have played her more, definitely could have played her more,
1: you know, give like a little bit of load management, you know, Jordan Poulter is injured. Why not play Carlini against a Kazakhstan, right? Why not even play Carlini, a, a Carlini against a Canada, you know, like you don't need Jordan, Jordan Poulter against at least 50% of the teams at this tournament.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good point. I, I'm, there's not that much more to say about this USA performance because I I want to talk a little more about Italy and Brazil, That's but uh, there's I mean the kind of in the chat the USA is broken. I can see another reformation like like tearing things down and building it back up. I don't agree with we that goop, at all. Goop. I don't I, I don't agree with that at all. the 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 way that women's volleyball is right now, it's dominated by. Absolute monsters, and if your team has one of those players, you're gonna have a chance to win any given tournament. The players that we talked about: boscovich Igonu, Hack on the club level, uh, stisiak Karaker, and the U.S. is never gonna have that. Even if Jordan Thompson had played at this tournament, which I think would have helped, we still wouldn't quite have had that caliber of a player. What the U.S. is always gonna be is an outstanding system that's developed from the youth levels that. Uh, like with with the NCAA as a stopping point with a great coaching staff and unbelievable like mental work and all just the the completeness of a true team is what the U.S. is always going to be in women's volleyball and unless we get like the, the next destiny hooker to come out and play opposite for us which I don't know of anyone in the pipeline who's going to fill that role that's okay you don't need to break down and destroy everything a year after winning olympic gold because you didn't medal at the world championship it's okay the outside hitter position needs work obviously there i thought there was a little bit of progress made in this tournament uh but there's also going to have to be some leadership that is taught and developed as well that uh, i'm a little more curious to see where that comes from versus just like developing more skilled outside hitters. So uh that that's honestly about all I've got to say about the U.S. I think we should talk a little more about teams that actually walked away with medals. <laughs> I do have one
1: more question about the USA though. Sure. There was one notable omission on on the list for the this world championships. That's of course Catherine Plummer. We've talked a lot about her on this show. Do you think the US has a better chance with her on the roster?
0: Yeah, I do think so. I think that she would have been she would have been more valuable than Danielle Catino at second opposite, at least. Okay. I think if you if if you bring Plumber, I mean she she's she can hit on the right side, and then you don't have to, uh, you don't have to have to deal with her in serve reception, which is an option. We've seen that work before in the club game a little bit. I think like if, with building your roster, you're looking for what what utility a player can bring you for that tournament alone, not for the future. And uh, I do think that. Uh would have given would have been more useful in more different situations than Danielle Catino was its second opposite, so I could have seen that working out but uh i'm not I'm not totally sure why she was or wasn't included uh and we may never know uh but I do expect her to be back in the mix for the push towards paris for sure
1: yeah absolutely that's uh, that's up to Karch and in Karch we trust right well yes we do let's uh, let's move on to what I thought was one of the most surprising results of the tournament. Italy losing to Brazil, Brazil pulling out an absolutely master perfor- masterful performance. And, you know, it was such a yin and the yang after both you and I agreed that they didn't necessarily deserve to win the, the quarterfinal against Japan, but somehow pu- pulled it through. And then it just completely 180 performance against Italy uh, following that one t- to win 3 1. Um, for me, you have to look at Ana Carolina being the MVP in this one, 10 blocks in the double match. digit six, blocks 6 in the fourth set alone uh when they dominated it was uh, a masterful perfor- per- masterful per- per- performance uh but then on the other side of the net 16 errors for Paulo
0: Ogono. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we look at with a Gonu teams a lot if if a team can put her in positions to hit a lot of out of system balls and maybe get a couple stuff blocks in her head early, she can spray the ball out of bounds just a little bit. And that block, not only the blocking, but just the whole team blocking defensive system that Brazil played against Agono in Italy was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I mean, ten blocks for for Carl was otherworldly, and I mean. She's not a tall player. She's not a tall middle blocker. She's only one meter 83. But her blocking physicality it is so ridiculous combined with her instincts and her speed to the wings that her she hands, was her hands so are am- good. amazing. So amazing. So, so good. Amazing blocking handwork. I mean, ten ten 10 blocks is a ridiculous number. And like you said, they were all so demoralizing in that fourth set when Brazil really started to pull away. And, uh, it, I mean, Italy was down by a mile. What was the run? I mean, it was it was 19 to 10. It was 20 to 11. Like, it, it was over. It was 21 to 12. Like, it was over. And to get that lead, it was just demoralizing stuff blocks and uh, a clinic that I thought Brazil put on. Uh, Gabi was brilliant. Uh, 20 points, 17 for 46, only four errors. Uh, Brazil mm-hmm. just did a way better job of mitigating errors. Uh, and 21 blocks as a team Yeah, it's
1: crazy. 20, 21 blocks as a team for, for uh for Brazil, thirty-one attacking errors for Italy and only twelve for Brazil. So so that right there it like really really tells you the story. They just shut them down. Italy made errors and Brazil just kind of kind of waited it out.
0: Yeah, they they wanted to keep the ball in play and allow themselves in either defense or blocking to score points that way. They had no aces. They weren't serving aggressively. Uh, Italy was. uh, Italy, four aces to nine errors. Uh, But the blocking blocking numbers are as lopsided as I've ever seen, especially on the women's side. And it it totally changed the way that Italy had to approach their offense. They were swinging for the fences because they felt like they had to with all the blocking pressure and... The numbers are just just lopsided because of it. It was it was a great great performance from Brazil, and I kind of understand them running out of gas a little bit and not being able to repeat that in the final. But uh, a a great great performance for Brazil in the semis.
1: Yeah, absolutely, an in, in all time performance because neither of us thought that they even had a shot. Right?
0: Oh no, that like I, I
1: didn't think that that they had a shot. Like looking at, like yeah, Gabby's fantastic, but even in this one, she only scored twenty points, right? She wasn't that great. She was 17 for 46 with four errors, you know, but but still they just didn't have they didn't have the the, the term the, the termination uh right. that that Italy does and and, and Paolo Agonu. And I thought Italy was gonna be able to, to to float through it, especially the way that we saw um uh Boscovich just handle Brazil. Right, just absolutely like handle them. I thought Agonu was going to be able to do something something along the lines of that, but Brazil's blocking was absolutely unreal, and so was their defense too. Their defense was fantastic as a team.
0: So, t- I, I saw some comments in the chat earlier as well talking about Brazil. Man, Brazil! Every time they get to a gold medal match, they choke. They keep walking away with second place, and that's they do have. I mean, if you ask their national federation, they probably would say that they're not thrilled with the number of silver medals that they have in the last. 20 years on both the men's and the women's side more so the last 10 years but uh this particular brazilian team i think silver is an outstanding finish i think they would have been pretty happy with bronze to be honest i think that they didn't have as good of a matchup on paper against italy or serbia and to beat one of those two was a really really good win and is gonna help brazil um continue to mold who their identity is while they search for a little bit more consistency at the two other wings. I think that's kind of what they're missing. They've they've got the middle. <laughs> they've got the middle locked down. And we gotta give Carol Gottaz a shout out at age like what what is she 41? Uh let, let me double check that. Yeah she's 41 and, and was one of the best middles in this tournament. That's incredible. And you got Gabi on the left. Makris is a great setter. You got Ana Carlina in the middle, but you need a a little more consistency at second outside hitter and at opposite. And I think they found out a lot about themselves in this tournament. I think Brazil is going to be a a lot better for this performance. And I don't see this as a choke or a disappointment or anything like that. Uh, I think that silver for this Brazilian team is an outstanding result and they should be really happy with it
1: yeah absolutely i mean this team is a little bit different than the other teams they're not they don't have the youth movement that that everyone else is she have lorena on on the right side and i mean she had some great moments but she also looks really really raw and has made some kind of like club level club volleyball level mistakes out, out there as well yeah. so this, this brazilian team is going to be interesting to watch over the next little bit because as i said they do not have the youth movement going on that some of these other these other teams are, are have going on rob um do we do we have anything else to talk about about about, about these the games in the semifinals or anything like that?
0: Uh we got to touch on this semifinal really quickly sure. uh Ser- Serbia beating the United States. This was never in doubt. Uh, I was happily surprised that the US took a set. Uh but again, like the way that the way that the U.S. played against Tiana Boskovic last year in the Olympics versus in this semifinal were night and day different and in a bad way if you're an American fan. Uh, Boscovich had her way. 32 for 54 attacking. <laughs> Only six errors uh, is is insane. 33 points total. Like We just could not do anything to stop her. And again, I did not like the... The defensive positioning and the block discipline and the, the attention to the details of the game plan against Boscovich were not there for the U.S. And Serbia was just the better team. So I don't have that much more to say about this semifinal.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it was after, like, if you had told me at the beginning of the tournament, I would have said maybe, you know, USA, maybe they're able to, to push through remembering back to their VNL performance. But things like USA almost got worse throughout the summer. Right, like if you if you take where they were in the VNL earlier in the year and and how we viewed them, especially coming off that Olympic gold, I thought USA was still kind of on the, on the top, and now I I think they're 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 nicely matched at at, at fourth in, at fourth in the world right now. Uh, so it's it's an interesting drop off for me for for the USA. But as as you've broken it down, I think it's it's pretty understandable at the same time.
0: Yeah, I think it is too. I mean, at, at the elite levels, unless you have A team built like last year's Olympic team that that won gold after all those previous disappointments with that core group when you turn over players of that level of leadership and experience it's difficult to replace when you don't have a player that you can set 60 balls to in a match to get you 35 points and the U.S. doesn't have that and that's okay I'm I'm curious to see the 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 pieces that are moved around in preparation for paris because obviously on on talent alone we'll never have a problem qualifying for any olympic games on on the women's side for the u.s like that will never ever be a problem and i absolutely trust what karch is doing with that program uh but there there will have to be some development done towards meddling again in paris and i'm curious to see how that goes
1: now rob i i want to turn your attention now to the world rankings. Yes. Um, because when you look at the world rankings after this weekend they're a little bit interesting of course Serbia congratulations you are now the number one team in the world that's amazing. however, does Brazil deserve dropping down two spots because they lost in the gold medal final of the world championships and the team and they're now lower than the team that
0: they beat in the
1: semifinals so they are previously above.
0: Like, I hate this. I mean, check it out. I, th- I think we've got it up on the screen right now. You can kind of see. Lose twelve ranking points for losing in a gold medal match.
1: Right. And, Whereas you yeah. beat you when, when they beat Italy, what was it? Well,
0: they they that. only got eight. eight. They only got eight for beating Italy. They get like they only get one for beating J- one and a half for beating Japan. Only one for beating Belgium. Uh, they they lose. Thirteen and a half for losing to Japan earlier in pool play. Like we talked about it with the men's tournament too. There, there's been this shift in the world ranking system to take it a, completely away from tournament result and put it only towards individual match result. There's got to be a middle ground here because while I do think that this order of teams right about now—Serbia, Italy, Brazil, United States, China, Japan, Turkey—I think that's actually about right but how the points are awarded and taken away like brazil losing this many points for a silver medal is not reasonable and there's got to be some way that we can do this better in meshing the match win loss like each match versus like how deep you go in a tournament
1: yeah because like at this point like russia's like climbing the rankings by not playing you know like
0: <laughs> yeah they haven't but, they haven't gained or lost any points since, since September of last year in the Olympics and like or no I'm not even sure if they got world ranking points for that they might not have no that uh, it, it yeah. Would,
1: yeah it would have been at uh European championships
0: yeah I think that yeah. might have been it yeah, yeah yeah it was last year's euros uh so yeah they're just kind of chilling there while they're not playing any volleyball and everyone else is moving around them i we we've got to be able to do better we've got to be able to do better with this this formula there's got to be a way to do it and i don't i don't mind
1: the aggregate point like the the point system per match like I, I, i i truly don't but at the same time i do think that where you finish in a tournament should should make a difference right should add maybe we don't give the full points as as we used to but like hey there's some smart people out there Right. Someone built that of Ollie. Let's just get them to, to figure it out. Like we get some, we need some math people, not boomers in trench coats. guys. I was, was
0: going to say, like, who, who do you think? Who do you think is in charge of this? And uh, do you think that they can reach out of their trench coat and make any changes? Uh, probably not.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you know, what's what's that uh, that thing that you put the things to to count? Like the, the ancient... Oh, the abacus? Uh, abacus. The, the, the old yeah. abacus. <laughs> I was thinking basilisk in my head, which, you know... That is not just, what that is. It's clearly, is clearly, is clearly <laughs> not this, what, what that is. That's, this isn't uh, Harry Potter. Um,
0: but I think uh, the, the moral of the story is Brazil shouldn't be punished for silver. No, they, they absolutely be, not. They shouldn't they be just, punished for losing 12 points in a gold medal match of a world championship. Like, that doesn't make any sense.
1: No, no. It, it's, it's completely pointless, and I, and I don't understand it. And to be honest, I'm not going to stand for it. Although I have to and have
0: no. <laughs> all right, Everett. So we we talked about the matches. We talked about uh, the the teams. I think there's uh, we we covered everything decently well. Uh, what 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 more big picture things do you think that there is to say about this women's world championship before we wrap up our coverage? Because it has been a long summer of national team season. We have uh, done a lot of work on this show. I think we've done all these tournaments and matches justice but uh let's 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 tie a bow on this season uh, right about here
1: well i i think and let's speaking specifically on the women's side here yeah, of I course. do think that we are and i've mentioned it before i've mentioned it today in other episodes that we're about to enter or we're entering like a brand new generation of women's volleyball that might be kind of the best ever Like if we look at some of the athletes who are playing the game right now and what we were put, you know, the, the treats that we were, we were put through throughout this, this month, it was incredible, um, it's going to be interesting to see to me, because I think we've got a bit of a changing in the guard with some new teams kind of popping up. Um, but right now it's, it's very, very clear that there's four top teams and kind of everyone else competing, right. And, 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 and everyone else following, um, but yeah, ultimately it was a fantastic world championships. Uh I do think that we need to change the format a little bit. The fact that we have this like east and west conference type of thing going down and you've got half you don't see half of the tournament until later on. I think that's a big issue. It's a world championships. There should be crossovers. Don't think we need this many matches. Uh I don't think we need this many matches at a time on the same day. Um but yeah, ultimately, I love the spot that we're at and the sport in terms of the athletes who are playing it right now and very thankful to have watched all of it.
0: That, that That's a pretty good summary. The, there's some ridiculously good athletes playing women's volleyball right now at the elite levels and it's and most of them are under the age of 25 <laughs> and that's the best part is because it's those those great players that we're going to get to watch in the club season as well that are really going to control the game for the next decade it's going to be really fun to see them slug it out in big matches like a world championship final throughout the next several years uh but yeah tournament format wise there's there's room for improvement there for sure uh matches being played at the same time is the worst, especially when they're quarterfinals. We've already complained about that. Uh, the whole like segmenting of like yeah, like the East and West, like keeping the Poland teams in Poland and the Netherlands teams in the Netherlands only, and having them only play each other until so the finals uh, was unfortunate. I wish we could have seen. Except a little for more not crossover. because
1: all of the teams started in the Netherlands,
0: even Poland started in the <laughs> Netherlands. Like, like what are we doing over here? It's,
1: it makes yeah, it's, no sense. It's
0: not like they. It's not like they're unwilling to travel in the middle of the tournament because you made one of the hosts play in their in, in a different country and then come home so yeah there's there's i mean it's some of the classic like goofy illogical things that show up in any volleyball world run events but uh the, i think the best matches happen towards the end we talked about how good those quarterfinals were uh Serbia versus Poland and Brazil versus Japan um and even though the medal matches were both sweeps uh, I think the best team won And the best players really rose to the top. And that's what a world championship is all about.
1: I'm just a little sad we never saw Agonu versus Boscovic. But. (sighs) That is unfortunate. But. We get like a whole season of that now. Yeah, Uh, we get it in in the the, Turkish League. They're going to play each other a bunch. In the Turkish League, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think I think it was great. Um, this women's world championship was fantastic. Once again, shout out to my Canadian girls who absolutely rocked it. Best finish in program history. I'm really excited for the, where our program is going to go. Um, and yeah, a lot a lot of good things to come. But uh, Rob, that's the end of our first international season on the nine by nine. And that, like, think think about starting at
0: VNL. <laughs> what a, what a crazy summer man what a crazy summer it was yeah we were on site that first week of men's vnl we were everywhere which was incredible then we did so much coverage of both vnls and both world championships and now here we are kind of back to where we started last year but with uh, a significantly more built fan base which is amazing our viewership numbers are awesome and i think we've we've kind of established ourselves even amongst like i think that there are a lot of players i think there's more players and more like big people in volleyball that watch this show than we probably think and i'm not just talking about eric shoji but like i think people are starting to watch this show we're doing this thing right so for those of you that have been along with us for the ride since when we started the nine by nine about this time last year uh thank you and for those of you just hopping on throughout our coverage this summer, uh, welcome, because we're not slowing down. Uh, We're jumping right back in. Uh, No, no break. We're right back to action on Tuesday where we'll have a little bit more of a wrap up of the entire national team summer. And then we're jumping right back into the club game. So if you're a volleyball fan, this is the right place for you to be. 100%
1: 100% national team summer wrapped up yesterday. I spent today watching Italian league, watching a little bit of uh, some stuff in Germany as well. Rob, I know you've been t- tapped into the Poland Plus Liga. And now, yeah, we've got Champions League starting up in the next 10 month or so, too. So if you guys want to follow pro volleyball, if you've never vol- followed pro volleyball, then stay right here with us. We'll, we'll take you along for a ride. Then also, don't forget, join the Volleyball Source Discord. Um, it's been. We talk about it all the time, but it's it's been phenomenal. How many how many people are we have Discord? We're almost at nine hundred.
0: Yeah, the, the the volleyball source Discord is is ridiculous. I mean, I when I joined it like two years ago, there were barely a hundred people in there. And you know, uh, you were like an OG, weren't you? Not not quite that OG. I was uh, in kind of the the first main wave of expansion past the the people that were doing fantasy volleyball on Discord way back in the day. But uh, true, I, true, I was true. I've been there pretty early. Uh, there's been a, a lot of a lot of great history moments in the last couple of years of the discord. So you're going to want to join that. It's part of what, why one of the points I wanted to make is that volleyball in general is in an amazing place and it's never been easier to be a volleyball fan. It's still not as it's still, it's still tricky and there's still things about it that we would definitely like to fix if we were able. But uh, compared to like when I was first getting into the game, it was impossible to follow along with anything going on overseas Uh, Other than having to because you didn't know where to look. It was really, really difficult. And now it's way easier than ever before. And I think that we are a decent part of the resources available for people to get into volleyball. And the discord is a huge one. So uh, we're going to continue to do this show uh, every Tuesday at 730 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'll just talk about what's going on in the club game, both men's and women's. Uh, but the Discord is on 24/7, 365. It's a great resource. There's really knowledgeable people from all over the world uh, that can that give us insider information all the time. It's and and ridiculous memes. It's the best, and it's easier to watch volleyball. It's just there's more less like geo-restricted streaming and uh, more online based stuff than there's ever been. So uh, the discord again is a resource for if you want to find anything about volleyball, there will be someone in there that can point you in the right direction.
1: Just don't ask us about your form. Don't ask us (laughs) how you're going to get a better jump serve. Um, Or your shoes. Don't ask us where to get, you know, (laughs) what are the best volleyball shoes? Um, Just, you just go to, just go to our volleyball for that. You know? Um, if you want to ask us how a twenty uh, at twenty two years old and at five foot five you can make the national team, don't <laughs> please. Um, uh, yeah, if you if if you want if you like volleyball or want to like volleyball and want to talk about it at a level that you know uh, people talk about it, come come hang out. We'd love to have you.
0: Yep, uh, you're, you're already in the right place. So, uh, yeah, join the Discord. The link's in the description. Uh, also, I mean, we, we talked about this on the show we did on Tuesday. So if you're just try- trying to jump back into the club game, we've got a couple recent videos that will catch you up on the Italian Superliga, uh, the Polish Plus Liga, uh, Champions League, and then the show we did this past Tuesday was kind of the first regular 9 by 9 of the club season. You should catch up on those. But we told you all about uh, what you can do to help us with the YouTube algorithm, and it worked. Uh, the the number of you that liked and also commented on the last episode on Tuesday boosted our viewership hugely. And so it really does work. If you if I, I don't want to be the cringy YouTuber, but if you if you like the video and also you leave a comment on the video after the live stream's over, it helps our videos reach people more people who aren't already subscribed to the channel. So that is a way that you can definitely help us out.
1: Awesome. If you liked this video, leave us a comment where you're watching from.
0: Yeah. Do that. Easy. Easy enough. And then uh, join the Discord, and uh, you can also let us know where you're watching from. So I think that's it, Everett. I think we did it. Our World Championship coverage is finally at an end. Uh, Congrats again to Serbia. Congrats to the Italian men. And uh, national team season is over. We'll be back on Tuesday to tie a bow on it just a little bit more, but we're jumping right back into the club game because, as we know, there are no breaks in the volleyball calendar.
1: No, never. Not for the players and not for us. Thanks, guys, for being along on this ride. If you've joined us on this ride, as as Rob said, thank you so much for, for joining us and, and participating and and just watching. Right, We wouldn't do it if, if no one was watching, so we thank you. And,
0: uh, yeah, to bigger and better things. To bigger and better things. Uh, enjoy your Sunday nights, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you on Tuesday, regular time, regular place, and we'll see you in the Discord before then. Thanks for watching. Peace.